here we go, week four of our Rhythms series. And we really hope that you're getting a lot out of this series um, so far. Why don't you put into the chat what's been your favorite one so far? And we hope that you're enjoying the reading plan as well, we, uh, day in, day out, as we go through scripture together. And this week, week four, we're gonna be unpacking peace. And I wanna ask you, what does peace look like for you? Maybe when you think of peace, you imagine being on a beach somewhere with the wind going through your hair, lying on a hammock, cocktail in one hand and a book in the other. Maybe it's walking through the forest uh, with nobody else around. What does peace look like for you? For me, Peace is this moment I get each and every day when we come downstairs for the evening after putting our kids to bed. We've taken some time to reset the house. Everything is back in its place. There's nothing left to do. And we can sit back and just enjoy the quiet. That is peace, what peace looks like for me. But the thing is about that kind of peace is it doesn't last. Because it, for us in about 12 hours time, those kids are gonna wake up, they're gonna come down the stairs, pull out every toy off the shelf, they're gonna take off every lid off every pen, and they're gonna smear the table with all kinds of food. Peace like that does not last. And if I rely on that kind of a peace to base my life on, I will end up living in turmoil each and every day. Because the thing I've discovered is that peace is not found in perfection. Peace isn't found when all of our ducks are in a row in life. It's not found when everything is in its right place or when everything is just right. That is not the kind of peace that we can base our life on because life doesn't happen like that. True peace is not based on circumstances. True peace is not circumstantial. And we can see um, this account in Matthew 8, where Jesus comes in and steps into a situation and brings a supernatural peace into the disciples' scenario. And we'll pick it up in Matthew 8, verse 23. It says, Then he, being Jesus, got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and waves and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. See, we can see here that the disciples feared for their lives and their boat was completely overwhelmed by this storm and they were preparing for the end. They thought that this was going to be the end of their story. It's fair to say in this circumstance, they had no peace no peace whatsoever. And I'm sure that you can identify times in your life where you've had no peace, where you've felt overwhelmed by the storm or the, the situation that surrounds you, that you have had your peace stolen from you by what's going on around you. And you feel like you're just keeping your head above water, breath, taking breath, because that's the only thing that you can do. And what did the disciples do? they went to Jesus. They went straight to Jesus to wake him up. And this is such a simple, almost cliche thing to, to do 
for me to bring out in a message like this to say simply go to Jesus. It sounds so cliche, such a, a simple response, and yet it is so powerful to go to Jesus. That's the, the, the thing that they did straight away is they went and woke him up. And have you ever felt like God was silent in the middle of your storm? Have you ever felt like Jesus might be sleeping on your boat? You're looking at what's going on around you or you're looking at the circumstances you find your life in or your family in and wondering, God, where are you in this? I've been praying, I've been asking, I've been um, pleading with you to do something, but it feels like you've gone quiet on me. Where are you in the midst of my storm? And many of us can get discouraged in our faith when this happens But instead of saying, just let's forget Jesus, he's sleeping or forget God, he doesn't seem to care about what's going on. The disciples didn't do that. They didn't try jumping off ship to swim to shore or just giving up hope. The disciples made a decision. We are going to go to the only one who can make a difference. We are going to go and wake up Jesus. They may not have understood why he was asleep, but they knew that he could help. And I don't know about you, but often when I read this account and I read Jesus's response to the disciples, I can read it in a way that he's rebuking them, that he's he's telling them off for not having enough faith. But the more I read this and the more I study it, the more I think maybe Jesus was actually trying to calm their nerves and trying to calm their demeanor, much in the same way that when my kids are upset, that I would go to them and say, you have nothing to fear. Why are you afraid? I'm here. I've got you. I'm with you in this. And Jesus does the same thing for us in the midst of our storms. Whether it's a huge, overwhelming catastrophe that you're facing that that has erupted in your life and you have no idea how to take a step forward, or whether you're simply just having a really tough day, Jesus is right there in your boat saying, why are you afraid? I've got you. I'm in your boat. Don't worry. Don't fear. Because the truth is, we don't have the ability in and of ourselves to bring about peace. We don't have what it takes to bring peace into the storm and to calm the winds and the waves. We just don't. We're so limited in what we can do as humans. But Jesus can do it. Jesus is the only one who can calm the storms around us. And sure, we can do things to help us stay calm. We can do breathing techniques. We can we can take timeouts. We can write lists. Is anyone else like me and you love to write a good list when there's just craziness going on in your head? It's so nice to just get it out and onto a list. And that helps me calm my nerves or calm what's going on in my world. But that only goes so far. That only meets us so far. That doesn't bring an internal supernatural peace that can be in the middle of a storm knowing that everything's going to be okay. And there are three things that we need to know if we are to live in the rhythm of peace that God has designed for us. And the first is that peace is a person. Peace is a person and his name is Jesus. Well, I've already talked about the fact that the disciples went to Jesus to find their peace in the storm. And that's because Jesus is peace. The Bible says he's the prince of peace. 
And in the early part of uh, Jesus's ministry, as we, read through, as we read through scripture, we actually see in many of Jesus's miracles, he would say to people, make sure that you don't say anything to people. Let's not try and spread this message just yet. He tried to keep his ministry concealed for a long time. But then there's this, this uh, instance in scripture where Jesus is actually announcing and allowing people to acknowledge who he is as the savior of the world. And we now know it commonly as Palm Sunday. And it's this account where Jesus rides into Jerusalem, into the city of Jerusalem. And there's some people surrounding him and everybody's watching him. And he rides in on a donkey. And this is really significant because back in those days, when a king would ride into a city, the animal that he would ride in on would send a significant message. If that king had just received a victory, he would ride into the city on a white horse, declaring victory to the people. And if he rode in on a donkey, it was actually a declaration of peace in the land. And so by Jesus riding in on this donkey, not only was he declaring peace to the people, but that, that donkey was actually carrying the personification of peace itself, Jesus. Jesus is peace. Peace is a person. And the closer we cling to Jesus, not only will we be more at peace in our lives, but when the storms do come, the less overwhelming they will be. And that's because peace is also a path. It's a path for us to follow. It's a lifestyle that we choose to live by, staying in his presence. It's interesting that Jesus, the son of God, who is all-knowing, got onto that boat and fell asleep. You see, by him being all-knowing, he knew that there was going to be a storm. He knew that storm was going to overwhelm the boat. And he knew the disciples were about to fear for their life. And yet he still fell asleep. He knew what was about to happen and he chose to take a nap. And we know that there are going to be more storms to come in our own life. And the Bible even tells us, Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. But then it continues on to say, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And instead of living in fear and in doubt about what the future holds for us, we can be like Jesus and rest in the fact that he has got it covered, that he has got things covered, that he is in our boat. And even when the storm around us is filling up our boat and it appears to be too much, more than we can handle, we can still find rest just as Jesus did. Because if he knows what, what, what our future holds, then we can trust in him that he has it. And if peace is a person, by staying close to him, we will walk on the path of peace that he has for us. And I've had so many times in my life where I have felt that I've lost my peace, right? Something has come up and my peace has been stolen from me. And I always find, without a shadow of a doubt, whenever I take time in those moments to pray and to be in the presence of Jesus, I have always, always felt lighter for it and always felt better off for it. And that's because although the situation might not have changed, my perspective has. You see, the presence of Jesus brings a mountaintop perspective. When we climb up the mountain away from distractions, away from the valley of our circumstances and go up to the mountaintop to be away from everything else and to just be in the presence of Jesus, 
everything changes because our, our perspective of the situation is different. When we are away from everything, when we are away from the thick of it, we can see everything much more clearly. We're away from the emotion, we're away from uh, the drama, and we're just in the presence of Jesus. And that is where we can become centered again and we can uh, find our peace once again and take back the peace that Jesus promises. And so we have to be willing to go on the path up the mountain if we are to walk in the rhythm of peace and on the path of peace that Jesus has for us. And the last thing is that peace is a promise. And this allows us to trust in him. And we can see in John 14, we find that after Jesus has died and risen from the dead, and he's just about to uh, ascend up to heaven, and he's with his disciples, and he says this, peace I leave with you. This is the promise that Jesus has for us today. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Not as the world gives. You see, if we take the peace that the world has to offer, there's shallow self-help options that may work for a moment, may work for a period of time, but they only go so far. Because this these shallow options are a man-made peace. And if it's man-made, that means that man can also take it away. And I don't know about you, but I want to find my peace in Jesus and Jesus alone, because that means that nobody else can take it away from me. If I can hold on to this promise of peace, then it is my promise to keep. It's mine to hold on to. And no, no one and no person, no circumstance can rob me of that peace. And he gives us this promise of peace and this the very nature of Jesus is that he always keeps his promises. He always comes good on his word because that's the nature of God himself. He wouldn't be God if he didn't come through on his promises each and every time. And maybe right now you're in need of this peace that Jesus promises. And I want to encourage you in Philippians 4, 7, it says, Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what storms you're facing right now in your home, in your marriage, in your family, in your body, at work, with your friendships. I don't know what storms are surrounding you right now. And the truth is, is I don't need to know all the details of what you're facing because God knows each and every intricate detail of the storm that you're facing, of all the things that are robbing you of your peace that Jesus has promised for you and that, and that he has for you. But there is a supernatural peace that he wants you to have right now in this moment. It's funny doing this online and it'd be, um, things might feel different if we were meeting together in person, but right now Jesus can still do a miracle in your moment. Jesus can still bring a supernatural peace that surpasses understanding to you right now in this moment. And so if that is you and you're saying, yeah, I need, I need this peace. I need to take hold of this promise that Jesus has for me. I just want to posture, I just want you to posture yourself in whatever that looks like. Maybe it's raising your hands, maybe it's getting down on your knees or simply just closing your eyes because I'd love to pray with you right now in this moment. So whatever it is you need to do, posture yourself ready to receive from God. 
And Father, I thank you that you can calm the, the craziest of storms. God, when things are raging around us and we feel overwhelmed and we're barely keeping our head above water and catching our breath. Father, I thank you that you can come into that moment, that you can come into that storm and step onto the boat and just with a word, you can bring about a supernatural peace that you can calm the winds and the waves. And so, Father, I thank you that you are doing that supernaturally right now for every single person that needs it. Everyone who's listening to this message, watching this message, God, that it's not about me or about anything uh, to do with home church, but God, this is a moment for you and them right now in this moment to bring about a peace that transcends all understanding. And would you do that right now, Jesus? Meet them right where they're at and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. And as we're still praying today, if if you're here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus or you know you're, you're not right with God but you want to be, I'd love to lead you in a prayer right now in this moment. It's a simple prayer and it's just acknowledging that you need God in your life. And so if that's you right now, why don't you respond in the chat also and just repeat this prayer after me and say, Jesus, I thank you that you love me and died for me so that I could be free. I choose to follow you. Amen.